0: everybody, and welcome to the Patreon-exclusive podcast about the one thing that I know something about, game shows. I suppose I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Yes, I'm doing a walkie-talkie game show episode, but this is a game show that a lot of people wanted to talk about. I am not kidding. So when I finish recording all of game shows, I suppose, and I'm like, oh, geez, I forgot. Oh, darn, I forgot that one. American Gladiators was on top of that list because I remember when I had guests on and I'm like, hey, what game shows do you want to talk about? A lot of them said American Gladiators. And probably for a good reason. There's multiple things you can riff on when it comes to this show. Um, The nostalgia feeling because this is an 80s and 90s show, so there's that feeling of nostalgia. The international format because of Gladiators in the UK. But... Personally, I think there's a, a, a little underlying nature to it that a lot of people ignored also, but more on that in just a bit. How are you guys doing? Why am I talking to uh, a <laughs> microphone to an audience of nobody? I don't know, but this is the American Gladiators episode. I will be walking and talking and rambling and trying to get as much information as I have about American Gladiators as possible. But, oh boy, do people love this show so much. I, You know what? I think it's, you know why? I think I'll just start right now as to why people enjoy the show. There, it is that schoff and fraud kind of situation. I think that was the main appeal. It's because it's amateur athletes against the gladiators. And the gladiators are these super big buff guys that look like professional wrestlers and they're talking crap. And it's that feeling of like, yeah, this is not going to end well, and the guy's going to get royally wonked. And that's what happened, is the guy just gets zonked out of the, of the challenge or hurt, because let's face it, it's people want to laugh at people getting hurt. It's the equivalent of when you see a, a jobber in professional wrestling getting their ass kicked by the big AAA, the main top guy in wrestling. It's like, yeah, you know the big top guy is going to win, but man, you got to root for the little guy, right? Because that's what happens. And of course, like, the fact it's American gladiators, not just gladiators, there's that bit of jingoism attached to it. Like, these are Americans. Yeah, that American spirit. Go on. Go on. Fight the guy. And it's just people getting their ass kicked playing football and stuff. It's it's just a fun little show. So the show has been created by two people. Uh, Dan Carr and John Ferraro. So uh, this is kind of a fun backstory on the show. They were both a bunch of people who worked in the movie industry. And they were kind of like the money pusher people. And they kind of wanted to see how sports has devolved. Like Basically, they wanted to have future sports and kind of in that alternate reality kind of field of where we have with with television, which kind of was, I think their original vision was kind of like the running man, that Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, movie, not necessarily uh, what we would know as American Gladiators. However, they really wanted the idea of like the pros versus Joe's situation that would become Spike TV's pro versus Joe's, where it's the amateur taking on the expert in different games. The original envision of American Gladiators was always sports themed. However, they wanted it to feel like Roman Colosseum. The idea was that it was kind of like the it was kind of like a precursor to Guts. Let's just say, like a precursor to Guts. The aspiration of trying to get a touchdown on an NFL athlete, or trying to beat a boxer in a ring. That was kind of what they were attempting when they wanted to originally pitch American Gladiators. It's amateur people going up against the experts in a sport of their choosing. And obviously you can't get Vander Holyfield on the line, so you're going to come up with something else. So then they had the idea of gladiators because if we're going one against the expert, well, you got to think that that David versus Goliath attitude. So gladiator rings, they were really big theming on Roman Coliseums for some reason in the very first season. And it was weird. Of course it would later become a sports themed show and become what everyone associates American gladiators to be. We'll get to that in just a bit. <clears throat> when the show was piloted and first pitched around was in the early eighties, 82 more specifically. And the original set was in a high school. They just filmed at a high school, and they just hope for the best. Uh, the other guy, I think this was a, it was your Dinker John Farrar, uh One of them went to the local uh, gym and just casted the people who they saw were like really skilled at certain things, and went, "Hey, would you be interested in the pilot?" And that was what became American Gladiators. Some of those people didn't even show up in in the real version, but. That was the pitch. So it was like a tug-of-war challenge. And I think that was a precursor to Breakthrough and Conquer would be in this new version of American Gladiators. It didn't sell, obviously, because it looked really crap. However, the car sold his interest uh, to buy a a film company. So Farrar became the main man behind American Gladiators since 1982. In 87, though, they licensed the unscripted lights to... Uh, Samuel Goldwyn Company which is now MGM and now they are the sole version of American Gladiators so now a film company owns the rights to American Gladiators and once they got the rights to it that's when the magic happened so we are going to go into 89 we're now a few years later obviously you're trying to sell a show in the early 80s and Yes, they had envisions of pro wrestling then. And they had envisions of the David and Goliath atmosphere. But now we're looking at a post-WWF WrestleMania world with Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. And that's where it becomes, instead of amateur versus the athlete, it becomes every single of these big major athletes is a persona of some kind and a nickname. And that's where you get the gladiators. So... Because of this David vs. Clive gladiator entrepreneur, the athletes that are experts in different fields, that's how we became the gladiators, and we have different names associated with these people. So now we can go through every fucking gladiator from American gladiators. Wouldn't that be great? Let me take a seat and let me list off all of the gladiators. See if you remember all of them. Starting in 1989... Blaze, Bronco, Gemini, who I believe Gemini was also on Press Your Luck as a contestant before this in 1986, Gold, Jade, Lace, Laser, Malibu, who got his ass cleaned on Human Cannibal and got wiped out, Nitro, who I would say is kind of like the Red Power Ranger, the Tommy of the group, uh, Sunny, Titan, and then Zap. Then in 1990, Blaze, Diamond, Gemini, Gold, Ice Lace, Laser, Nitro Thunder and then Turbo. Turbo was new. Going into 91, 92, Blaze, Diamond, Gemini, Gold, Ice Lace, Laser, Nitro Storm, Thunder, Tower, uh, Turbo and Viper. So Storm, Tower and Viper were the new gladiators. 92 I saw Atlas, Cyclone, Electra, Havoc, who was barely used. Lace number two, who was another high uh, lace. Uh, Saber, Siren, Sky, uh, Storm, Turbo, Tower, Viper, and Zap. However, fun thing about Siren is that Siren is the only uh, gladiator uh, who is deaf. So, It was kind of like a, a, no one really kind of, they only brought it up like maybe once in the entirety of the series, so really in the American Gladiators fan community, that became kind of a a calling card for for Siren, and a lot of uh, people who were deaf and watched the show with closed captioning uh, sent fan letters to Siren and thanked them because obviously there was not a lot of uh, inclusion of deaf anybody in in television so and then we got i think we did zap so 93 saw dallas who is you sparingly uh hawk who we love hawk by the way i just want to say this right now lee uh who's hawk i have met him he's weird (laughs) he's uh and i I, the funniest thing about this was um i knew him after arena ended I talked to him once. But yeah, so Hawk ended up hosting Arena after Will Wheaton. So in one part, it was, here is uh, these two people doing Arena. And then suddenly the second version of of Arena was with with Hawk and Kevin Pereira. Uh, (laughs) I'm laughing. Uh, Ice, Jazz, Laser, Rebel, Saber, Siren, Sky, Tank, who was a, a replacement Uh, Tower, Turbo, and Zap. 94 saw Hawk, Ice, Jazz, Laser, Nitro, Saber, Siren, Sky, Turbo, and Zap. No one knew. 95 was the last season, 95, 96. Hawk, Ice, Jazz, Laser, Saber, Siren, Sky, and Turbo. Well, yes, everyone has has their favorites. Some people say Turbo. Some people say Nitro. Uh, I'm a fan of Hawk. I think Hawk was really cool. Uh, And then, of course, as you might have guessed, there's a lot of lady gladiators, a lot of women gladiators. That's because this is what makes the show really fun is American gladiators. Yes, they have a men's division and a women's division, but they're treated equally. There is pretty aside from maybe a few tweaks here and there. It's equal, like everyone's equal. It's still the lady amateur athlete taking on the lady gladiator, the men guy taking on the men uh, gladiator, and no, the like Zapp will still uh, talk trash. Ice is still. I had a crush on Ice. I'll say that I had a crush on Ice on from American Gladiators. Uh, That was probably later on when I was in high school, and that was in the uh, archives when it was on ESPN Classic. Anyway, so American Gladiators is this very ridiculous show where it's a head-to-head contest, uh, player versus player, over who can get the most points. The people standing in their way to get those points are the gladiators I just mentioned, There's a men's challenge and a women's challenge in each episode. So one thing I really want to address right now before we continue talking about American Gladiators is this is a rare occurrence. American Gladiators is an hour-long game show. That's right. So 44 minutes uh, nowadays, but I think back then it was like 46 minutes and just want to throw us out here. There's not a lot of game shows back in the 80s, 90s that were an hour long. Because to many people, a game show is a half hour. You can pair it up with something. Uh, you can make it like 6.30 and then it's like 7 o'clock's is the news or 7 and then 7.30 is the show. They never really um, play in these hour long things, which become more common in today's world. The reason being is that because, uh, and I have to break out before we could talk back to American Gladiators, uh, game shows being an hour long versus being a half hour long is actually cheaper to produce. Yes, I know, uh, you get you assume um, longer the show, more money will be spent. But if you think about it in this way, the same show is in the same building with the same set with the same people and all they have to do is edit out the games and in and the events and, and change that. So theoretically, you're actually paying for two episodes in one for half the budget. So this show is actually very smart in the sense of it kind of learned ahead of time that, hey, even though we're doing so many of these different events and it takes an hour to produce, you're really getting two episodes a men's episode and a women's episode back to back. So you're really getting two episodes in one. And I thought that was really, really, really smart. Nowadays, a lot of game shows, namely your ABC Summer Fun and Game Shows, also take an hour, and they stretch it out. Why? You make two half-hour games in that situation. It's cheaper. Same way with uh, how a lot of things like, what is it, Hot Ones the Game Show. They would just record all of it, because if you're selling a half-hour... You're selling just a half hour, but if you're selling the hour, you're selling a bigger budget, but with the same production as a half hour show. That's, that's kind of what I'm trying to say here. It's, it's double the, the length for half the budget. That, that's, yeah, I think I bungled that up. Oh, well, uh, so did you know that American Gladiators is very, very formulaic and not a lot of people notice that? So first season, we'll just uh, quickly say all the games were played for up to 100 points and they were in five point increments. So you can get at most 100 points. They later changed the rule. Uh, so season one, we'll just kind of go like that was the forgotten season. Oops, the tape burnt down because if I did, it'd get very confusing. But just assume 100 points back and forth and then you would go to the eliminator and it would be played for the lot, the most points, and whoever had the most points at the end wins. Uh, instead, in later seasons, it'd become the ones that we are more familiar with, where it's 10 points if you beat the Gladiator, five points for a draw, and no points if you lose, uh, unless it's something like a power ball where there's points involved. Uh, this is important because back and forth, the amount of points you get is the amount of head start you get on the Eliminator course. So in the Eliminator... I'm just going to say it was, is the winner take all challenge. So whoever had the most points gets a head start based on the amount of points they had uh, at a rate of uh, each point is worth a uh, difference is, I believe a uh, second and a half. It's a second difference like a half second. So if you were, uh, so if it, the score was 30 to 20, uh, whoever was in the lead was in went one by 10 points. So they get a five second head start got it. The first two seasons it was a weird point system where it was like you start with 100 points but for every second you lose a point. Like it was so complicated. It's confusing. I don't want to get into it. It just ugh, it just, I, I really vomited a lot when trying to confuse. Because when I first saw American Gladiators I saw like season four and five like a lot of you guys. So then when I saw it back in the original version of this really crappy arena not Universal Studios Hollywood I was just confused i was like what the hell is this this isn't american Gladiator," and i'm hearing like oh congratulations you won the uh limit you won the eliminator however that's not enough points to qualify so you lose and i what the hell the-? and my head was just confused so if you win the episode of american gladiators i think you didn't go into the tournament where you go back and forth and then you play for like $2,000. Like it was really cheap prizes, by the way. Like game show minimum of $10,000 was the grand prize, I believe, in like majority of the seasons of American Gladiators. They weren't really playing for like $100,000 or a quarter million dollars or a life-changing amount. Like hundred grand would make sense to me and back then because you think of game shows like, you know, the $100,000 Pyramid fifty thousand would suffice. Twenty five thousand, I think was one season. Let me double check here to see what was the prizes on some of these American gladiators. I'm going to go off Wikipedia, which never lied to me. So according to Wikipedia, during the first half of season one, the intention was to reward the winners by promoting them to the role of American gladiators. So it's like Iron Chef. But that reward was never implemented and was abandoned after the first half. <laughs> Of this season, <laughs> so even they were like, "Oh well." Mm. <laughs> the show awarded cash prizes depending on how far the contenders advanced. For the first five seasons, ten thousand dollars was awarded for winning the half-season finals. Runners up in these finals were guaranteed five thousand dollars. Contenders that lost the semifinals were guaranteed two and a half thousand for advancing that far. The grand champions received fifteen thousand dollars or more. Runners up won ten thousand dollars or more. In the first two seasons, a '91 or 1990 Chevy automobile of the Grand Champion's Choice worth up to $20,000. selections include Lumina, Lumina APV, Cavalier, Metro, Tracker, Storm, CK Pickup, Caprice, Suburban, Camaro, Beretta, Blazer, etc. were awarded to the Grand Champions. In Season 3, a 1992 Chevrolet S10 Blazer. And in Season 4, a 1993 Suzuki Sidekick was awarded to the Grand Champion and the runner-up received a club med vacation the runner-up prize was eliminated in the fifth season what was this This some sort of like some shithead got involved in the production like participation trophies no one deserves a trip to club med. was this like the crappy did the guy go on to do the advertising for ultimate beastmaster on netflix all right, so to coincide with the change in format structure in Season 6, Contenders won 2500 for winning matches in the preliminary rounds, 10000 in the semifinal rounds, 15000 was given to the Grand Champion in Season 6, while $10,000 in guaranteed berth in International Gliders 2 was given for the seventh season. What? <laughs> I mean, that's still very cheap. Uh, anyway, we don't really want to talk about Season 1, uh, especially that first half. When it was doing the Roman Coliseum, because you had everything from like a Grim Reaper referee doing thumbs down, thumbs up, it was, it was so cartoony, and it, you thought that it might have been a Chuck Barris production, and not a real game show, uh, instead of what would become one of the most well-known athletic competition series of all time. So. Uh, you get the most points, you win the eliminator, you win the show, you go on to advance in the tournament, you go against the next seed, and you compete in that tournament, you move on to that, and you move on to qualify, then you move on to the final round where you win the grand prize. Yeah, that's more or less what the show was. Got it. So what were the challenges? What were the games played in American Gladiators that would make the show such a bona fide hit? And please uh you know this is on your podcast can you please bold italicize asterisk to state that bona fide hit was a pun because hit as in conflict as in a a, a tackle like a pun like like a gladi some days i just wish people would say i'm funny all right i just i I think i'm clever with some of these lines and yeah (laughs) Anyway, let's let's uh, let's see some of these games. So these are every game from American Gladiators. This is the American Gladiators spotlight. All right. Starting off, we are going to start with the Assault course. Assault is my favorite game. We're starting off with the hit. We're going straight in alphabetical order assault is my favorite game on american gladiators if you've never seen assault and i have to always say that because i assume no one ever watched any of these game shows assault is so cool there's a gladiator with a tennis ball gun wearing protective glasses and his whole goal or she is to shoot the gladiator is to shoot the contestants with the tennis ball it's kind of like dodgeball but even more crazy so as they, you hear like this air compressed gun, kind of like that, what is that, uh, that tennis game where you, why am I say tennis game? You know that game at the arcade where you have the little ski ball and you have to knock over the clown's teeth and you hear that compressed air sound, that, that, that game, I don't think they exist anymore, but I miss it. It's also at the carnival. It's also at the, it's also at like street fairs and state fairs. I assume people have seen that game before still to this day imagine that but with a high power tennis ball launcher now in this game the contestants have to basically sneak and be like a stealth guy in 60 seconds go from station to station and they're in this big space and in each of these stations there's like a little weapon one is like a big nerf rocket launcher one's like little tennis balls that they can throw uh one is i believe a uh, a fake crossbow like everything felt like nerf which was kind of fun to me uh and the idea is that above the gladiator as they're shooting at you is this really tiny target uh and if you hit the target the gladiator uh is defeated and you get points of course, if you get through all the stations and then you get to the finish line without hitting the target, you also get points. But be careful. If the gladiator tags you and there's a tennis ball that gets whacked right into your arm or your face or your leg, the whistle is done and the round is over. You got tagged and the game's ends. So if they hit the target, like there'd be big pyro and special effects. Uh, they get launched into the ocean. They get covered in glitter. Uh, there's big fog effect, like, psh, it's very fun. Uh, so if they hit the target, I think the rule, will, I have to, like the rules and points, by the way, I should point this out here. The draw conditions changed every game. Like almost every game has a different change like draw condition or a win condition. So I'm going to say the Jordan rule of game. I'm going to say the Jordan rule for a lot of this to a speed up the process of if I ever rebooted American gladiators and two, because i like to think nostalgically this is what the rules were if you hit the target you get 10 points to draw and get 5 points you have to make sure you hit every uh weapon and then go through a finish line the finish line has a, like a little game show buzzer to tap and if you can get it within 60 seconds you get 5 points of course uh you can ditch and not do any of the weapons and go there for 5 points But it's so in the center, it's an obvious direct hit from the gladiator to hit you, so you have a risk-reward element involved. But that's just what I would have uh, put as the the challenge. Uh, So I'm probably wrong. It's probably like six points or three points or five uh, points. The points just randomly fluctuate season by season anyway. So just assume... Uh, hit the target, you get 10 points. But it's really tough because it's all about accuracy and aiming, and the gladiator has a tennis ball launcher and he's ready to hit you in the face with it. Of course, Uh, this is an interesting concept because the audience is under protective netting, so they don't get to get hurt, while the others, they do. Uh, Game two, this is another challenge that a lot of people remember about American Gladiators. It's called Atlasphere. Now, this is the one that everyone remembers because they call this the hamster ball game or the hamster ball or the hamster cage or the hamster... Or some sort of variant that reminds them of guinea pigs, shall we say. Atlasphere is another great challenge on American Gladiators. Okay, so Atlasphere are these giant hamster balls made of metal. They Literally, it was like a steel cage ball, which I thought was a big feat, an artistic merit, and I think is should be more uh, celebrated than say the Pugil stick in in the in the duel. I think that Pugil stick giant Q tip thing everyone associates America mercalators I associate these giant hamster balls. <laughs> so, in Atlasphere, the two players are in different balls. One's a red ball. One's a blue ball. But there are two gladiators in black balls. And around the arena, because it's this big arena, is uh, f- four different little score zones. They roll their ball like a super monkey ball into one of these holes. They A big air blast shows up and they score points. Uh, one point, two points, it doesn't matter. It's all random. I, I always like to think it's two points. But I've heard one, I've heard three. It depends on the season, depends on the level, depends on, I guess, what the producers wanted. So uh, you you go through the hole, you get two points. So they're on the offensive, The the, um, the contestants. They have to go through each of the little holes, while the defensive is the gladiators, who are going to run as fast as they can to knock into the ball's So they uh, basically topple over and they lose their balance and they fall. So you need a lot of accuracy, you need a lot of uh, endurance, and you need a lot of uh, movability. And it's really difficult to see in there too, from what I'm gathering. So uh, this is a game where you can get as much points as possible. You can get even more than 10 points if you're really, really good. However, a lot of people just screw up royally in this game, or it becomes uh, the scoring pods are different, and it's, oh, there's five, and there's two in the outfield, and the center one's three. It's It's weird, but it is one of my favorite games also from American Gladiators. So... So according to research, the atlasphere holes were were originally just giant like golf holes almost, so a lot of the time the balls got stuck, and what would happen is the gladiator would just try and knock them out of the hole just to keep the game going, so they had to rebuild these little uh, ramps and holes to make sure it's easy for them to get out of. The next game is called Breakthrough and Conquer, and it's one that's really easy. Uh, The event was done in two parts, each scored separately. It's also an event that did not originally allow female competitors to compete uh, in portion of the limited round, so they would get to be played off-screen in a different game. So it's two games in one. The first half is Breakthrough. It's basically uh, you get a 15-yard turf field, and you have to carry a football to one zone for a touchdown. A gladder was positioned at the 5-yard line and remained there until the contender reached them. A contender scored by gaining any part of the ball over the goal right without getting tackled, going out bounds, or losing control of the ball, basically like basic football. Then they would end up immediately after uh, going into a circle where there's a second gladiator, and they basically have to wrestle them for 10 seconds. 15 in season four, apparently, according to the rules. Uh, and if they force any part of the gladiator's body out of the circle, uh, they if the contender was forced out, they would re-enter circle and keep grappling the whole time expired. So uh, b- b- points, but five points if you get the touchdown. Five points if you get the gladiator out of the circle. That's the rule. I always say Jordan's rule uh, is easy. According to this, however, I have to read this. Uh, also, in the first half of season one, the series experiment by having the conquer circle elevated, this forced contenders to take the com- gladiator completely out of the circle. A protective mat was placed on the floor below. The experiment took place in the semifinal, ended it badly when one of the female contenders pulled Sunny out of the circle into the front, causing her to land awkwardly, and she suffered a knee injury as a result and left the series altogether. Gladiators—they don't give a shit. That should be the—that uh, should probably be the new slogan. American gladiators—they don't give a shit. Uh, after commercial break original non-elevated conquer circle was reinstalled all right so now we move on to a new game this is a game from the yeah so it was called earthquake Earthquake, a contender and a gladiator, attempted to throw each other off a moving 12-foot circular platform above the arena floor onto either crash mats in Season 1 or water in Season 2. To win the event, one had to be completely removed from the platform and not be hanging or anything to support it. If they knock the gladiator off, they get 10 points. If they survive 30 seconds, uh, 5 points. In then this gauntlet... Contenders had to run through a half-pipe chute while avoiding five gladiators. All of them are holding blocking pads to impede the contender's progress. 25 seconds were given to start. If the contender made it out on time without being pushed out of the chute, they earned 5 points. If they made it out in under 20 seconds, it was 10 points. In the final season, the points were changed uh, to 10 and 20. Um, and then for 2008, the contenders were given 30 seconds, which was redesigned to take away the glider's ability to push the contenders out of the chute. For the first season in the preliminary rounds, Contenders received two points for passing each glider for a total of eight, and then two more for breaking the wall after passing the last gladiator. For the series, the time scoring rules were revived. The gliders receiving 10 points for escaping within 20 seconds, and five for escaping within 30, like the original rules. Okay. So I had to go through a, It was a really cool thing, because what was, was basically like a half-pipe run, and in some episodes you saw people do like some Matrix-ass, like, wall running. That was really cool. Uh, and this had, like, a lot of foam pads. And this is why I think a lot of people mistake when they forgive about gliders was this whole, like, barrier wall challenge concept. But I did love that that, that whole dive into the, the, the foam brick wall because that feels, like, very double there to me in a way that I just enjoy. Uh, next is Hang Tough. Okay. Whew. Hang Tough was uh, the gymnastic rings. They had to get from one side to the other. Uh, and reach a platform on the other side while a gladiator was on the opposite side trying to take them down. So it's basically, uh, gymnastic rings meets, uh, chess meets heights, uh, and also meets kind of, I would say kind of like a, I was gonna say like a British bulldog or, or a, uh, maybe even football. You got 60 seconds to get from one end to the other. If they lasted the whole 60 seconds with, while still on the rings, they got five points for a draw, unless the official determined they didn't make enough of an effort. So in later runs, they would have different colored rings to determine that was, quote-unquote, the effort. Uh, the rule was instituted after several Ori saw contenders only go a short distance from their platform. It also gave a seven-point draw. Who gives a fuck about seven draws? All right. I don't... I, okay, I'm just going to say this right now uh, as, as I'm reading this. If I hear the word seven points or awkward amount of points, like three points, I'm going to throw it out the window. I, I consider the games to be ten points or five points or an accumulation game. Other than that, you don't get fuck. So I don't want to hear seven-point draws or eight points. or th- th- No, it's ten or five. To me, that is American Gladiators. Is it ten points? Is it five points? Is Is it zero points? win lose or draw that should be every game accumulation games is fine i mean like atlas is fun to me that that works so uh hang tough they would go on the olympic rings if they survive 60 seconds they get five points if they make it to the end they get 10 points if they get knocked off by the gladiator they get no points easy there set it done rings five points if they stay for 60 10 if they get the platform if they fall they get no points (sighs) <sighs> gliders were not allowed to contact the contenders above the shoulders or pull the contestant down by their uniform or they would be disqualified hang tough debuted in 1990 okay but did not yeah but no no hang tough is a really fun game now i would fucking hate that because i don't have a good upper body but that is a very like to me that's a cool american gladiator game because it was that chess piece where it's someone's going straight so you're going left swinging left to swing right it was fun Oh so this is a new game. This is also from If you want to be a hoca I can sure tell you how to stay on track. You gotta train, say your prayers, each of vitamins too. These are all the things that the maniacs do. Positive thoughts and positive deeds. These are the things that make you succeed. Always be good to your family and friends. They're the only ones that'll be there in the end. Why am I coughing snot? It was called Hidden One. Uh it was adapted from the UK series, so Hidden Run. Took place on a suspension bridge above a water tank. Uh, the bridge was an actuator, and each time a contender crossed the bridge and touched the button, they get two points. However, four gladiators attempted to knock the gladiators by throwing wrecking balls at them. So it's kind of like that one basic challenge you see on all these other competition shows, like MTV's The Challenge or I Love Money or whatever, where they run back and forth and then they have the the dodgeball game. That's kind of it. Contenders were allowed to duck to avoid the balls, but they had to remain standing at all times. Event went on for sixty seconds or until the contender fell from the bridge. You get two points for each one. That's necky that's a that's an uh, accumulation game. Human Cannonball, which was a really cheap game. Uh, three contenders played this event, received three swings. First half, and no one cares about the first half. So the rule was that uh, contenders leaving the uh, forbade players from leaving a tuck position while swinging. The rule was put in place for safety concerns when Malibu suffered a gash caused by Brian Hudson hitting him in the face with his feet extended. Uh, any contender did not remain in this position, and the entire swing had their results uh, disallowed. It also uh, called for a removal of the event for a second offense, which uh, happened to this player. Okay, who cares? Uh, what was the, so they just never had it for, for season two then? Unless they change the rules, it looks like. Um, hmm. I always thought the rule was you get two rolls. So you get two two swings. Uh, and if you knock off a glider in your first attempt, uh, it's uh, 10. Okay, after that, two gliders competed, and you get five points for each And one you knock off. Yeah, that was the one I always thought was even cannonball. Now we move on to joust. Joust is the one everyone remembers. That's the Q-tip game. Joust. It's the Q-tip game. The game you're thinking of from American Gladiators with the giant Q-tips, aka pugle sticks, is called Joust, folks. The game you were thinking of was Joust, folks. You know that game you remember from American Gladiators with the big Q-tips and they knock each other on the giant platform. Guess what it was called? Joust. Hey, hey. Hey friends, you know that game with the Pugle sticks you call giant Q-tips? Guess what it's called? Joust. Got it? So now you know trivia. The game with the Pugle Sticks, which you think are giant fucking Q-tips. I don't know whose ears you think are so big that they need something like that. It's called joust. <laughs> so, um, they get the Pugle sticks, uh something normally you see in Marine Corps t- uh, training. Uh, those pugil sticks. Uh, Theirs is red and blue uh, in this because American Gladiators, and they have to basically swing at each other for 30 seconds. Uh, Obviously, the rule is simple. You stay on the platform for 30 seconds. You get five points. You knock off the Gladiator. You get 10 points. Glare knocks you out. You get no points. Uh, There's disqualifications, apparently, in this rule. Let me read off some disqualifications to make this... Challenge seem even more complicated than if you stay on the platform, you get five points. If you knock out the gladiator, it's 10 points. You have 30 seconds. A disqualification is if you drop the pugil stick, you actively grab the opponent's pugil stick out of their hands. You touch the opponent's pedestal of any part of your body. You fail to mount an offensive effort. Both knees are touching the pedestal or you lose one's protective helmet. Just uh, the second half of season three, contenders and gladiators began wearing gloves while jousting. This rule was instituted when a contender had to have the tip of one of his fingers amputated when it got jammed against his pugle stick. Wow! American gladiators—they don't give a fuck. That's that's oof. Uh, so it was a pool in the revival. Um, it used to be a crash pad. So, ten, five, zero, that's your three. The maze. A giant maze was constructed across the entire length of the arena so the money maze got rebooted. Contenders were given 45 seconds to negotiate their way around it. Inside were four gladiators armed with blocking packs to impede their path. To aid the contenders, each glider was restricted to a particular area of the maze and could not chase the contenders past it. In each playing of the maze, there were only two correct paths to take with movable portions inside the maze uh, to those two paths were different each time. Uh, the first contender to escape earned 10 points. If you came in second, you get five points. If you didn't escape in the maze in 45 seconds, you get no points. Got it it was just run around the maze. Gladiators would try and stop you with like the beer, the big crash mat. Powerball. this is a game a lot of people remember. uh this is a uh this is the game. With those weird uh trash bins and they would have to throw the, te- the those little like dodge balls into the trash bin for points but uh oh let me read to off the the wikipedia entry on this because this is really weird <clears throat> regarded as a signature event of the whole series powerball was an event where the contenders attempted to score by depositing red and blue colored balls originally rubber play balls which i remember that was the case then soccer balls and finally much smaller nerf balls into narrow cylinders while trying to evade three gladiators who defended the playing field points who cares second half of the season powerball was extended to make up the entire length of the arena floor and the okay la- just the cylinder was okay, the center cylinder was worth two points, the four cylinders were worth one point, and then scoring varied from one to three points, with that doubling in the center. Beginning with second season, Powerball began using scoring cylinders with a wider rounded bottom. The original cylinders were prone to falling over and breaking if contenders kept knocking them over. Uh alright. Uh so one point and two points in the center. That that's we'll go with that as the as the as the Jordan scoring for Powerball in season four. Super Powerball was a variant uh, played with two gladiators and three scoring cylinders laid in a straight line in the middle of the field. Three points rewarded for goals in the left or right, and five in the center. If a com- if a gladiator committed a violation, they credited a score. Powerball was basically a game where the oh uh penalties uh rules and play players basically just got to just tackle players that was it basically it was just football it was like rug actually it's more rugby than i would actually football in this case because you could legally score if you throw the ball and it goes into the bin i realized that was actually a rule you can actually just toss it so powerball was kind of like one part rugby i guess and one part like uh, tackle football but there was also an element where you can basketball shoot it into the hoop and win. Next, Pyramid. Pyramid, you, you, you know Pyramid. Pyramid was that game that a lot of people uh, say got ripped off on Ultimate Tag, a show that obviously uh, was inspired by American Gladiators. Contenders faced a pyramid made of tiered crash mats and were given 45 seconds to try and ascend it. Two Gladiators stood in their way attempting to prevent from reaching the top. Top of the pyramid was an actuator. Originally, a ring bell. Let's just go with the big button. The first contender got ten points. If you second player did five points. Uh, they adapted the rule sixty seconds and adapted rule inverse series for scoring purposes. The fourth tier from the top had a white dotted line, which referred to the scoring zone. If either contender reached it, they would score five points. Five additional points would score if they reached the end. The Bruce series also called the fourth tier the safety step. Uh, which was ensued after Diane Udale, who played female glayer, Jet, was forced to retire from the series after suffering an injury on that pyramid. The rule that glayers cannot chase contenders above that step was not adopted as contenders would have an unfair advantage. Uh, in 2008, the pyramid became part of the eliminator course. Okay. But no, pyramid was a fun one because that was basically... Just you can just push people off a giant crash mat, and you just see them fall. Like that to me, that was really fun. American Gladiators. That was like the that to me that was like what the aggro crack should have been. Like just here's this giant monstrosity, and people getting pushed off. I I like the rule of it's if you push it first, it's ten points. Second place is five points. No points if you couldn't make it within the time limit. Of course, I understand the scoring position of the of the dotted line, but... Uh, <coughs> Next, Rocket Ball. Here, here it is. I wanna be a Hulkamaniac Have fun with my family and friends I wanna be a Hulkamaniac Have fun with my family and friends Rocket Ball was named after Rocket, the American Gladiator. Rocketball Ball was an event where contenders faced off against two gliders in a high-flying basketball game. Each player was attached to harnesses to a bungee cord. Contenders had a bin of colored balls that they would try to place in one of two colored baskets, one red, one yellow, hung from the ceiling of the arena. To do this, they would push a button on the stage floor that would launch them towards the baskets. The gladiators had buttons of their own and would use stairs to launch up and play defense. The process repeated for 60 seconds. Red balls were worth... Uh, uh, red basket, which was the higher point, was two points. The yellow basket was worth one. It's an accumulation game. Side Swipe is another game. Hang on, let's play the fucking song. When you're looking for something cool to do, just pick good friends to be with you. You better watch out where you are at. You may be judged where you hang your hat. Can you feel the music? Can you feel the beat? You don't need drugs to move your feet. When the dealer tries to push on you, just tell him what you're gonna do. I'm what i mean i've heard this song multiple times what <laughs> anyway sideswipe uh, was a season two game in the last ever series uh both contenders were hopping and running from platform to platform above the water as they try to take a colored ball from a container from one end to five platforms depositing a, a bullseye goal at the other end contestants were transporting the balls three gladiators who try to knock them off the platforms by swinging on them on rope swings this time, the Gladiators are the projectile. Basically, it's human cannonball in reverse. Now, the contestants are the ones getting hit as they try and uh, put balls into a bucket. SkyTrack. In this version, SkyTrack played in the original series. contesters and Glacier race each other in an inverted Velcro-covered track using only their hands and feet covered in Velcro. Uh, they move down the track to the opposite end. Hit an actuator button, turn it around, and hit There are three possible outcomes at every race and were scored in the following manner. If the Gladiator finishes first, the contender who crossed the line in second place received five points. One contender finishes ahead of the Gladiator. The contenders were 10 points for winning the event. Both contenders finish ahead of the Gladiator. The first gets 10 points. The second gets five. Uh, So in this version, both contenders were chased by Gladiator over a figure eight track and had to make one lap around it. Each contender wore a harness with a ripcord. If the contestant, uh, the gliders would try and grab the ripcord. If they do, they get disconnected from the track and lose the event. 10 points if they complete the first, second, five. five, that, That's a much better challenge. Than, it's pyramid rule. 10-5-0. Snap back. And this one was playing in the original series, so I don't have to play a fucking song. Uh, contestants face two gliders uh, attached to bungee cords. The object was to run onto the field of play and grab a large red and blue scoring cylinder that were hung above the field using bungee cords the glares try to impede the process and try to knock the cylinders away once the contender has cylinder they'd bring back to a large scoring bin if they kept possession of it red cylinders hung lower than blue ones and were worth two points so two and one accumulation game in the 2008 version uh 2008 version saw contenders trying to hit a red button at the end of a 50-foot long line. Each contender was attached to a glider with a bungee cord, and the gladiator provided existence from the cord from a platform. Contenders were given 30 seconds to reach the buttons. If they did, the gladiators would be launched across the arena. There were four scoring zones along each lane. If each part of the contender's body was in one of the zones, uh, they would get anywhere from two to eight points in two-point increments. When time expired, they received that number of points. Yeah, so I don't know how to 10-5 that one. All right, Swingshot. Contenders face three, later two gliders, and 45, later 60 second event. The object is to jump from platform using a bungee cord, using their momentum to tell themselves from the floor to a cylinder of red, yellow, and blue. This is basically Nickelodeon guts. This, slingshot, this Swingshot game was Nickelodeon guts. They would have to bounce on the extreme arena and then grab a ball. Uh, if they grabbed the yellow ball, it was worth one point because uh, it was on the low. Blue was in the center, was worth two points, and the red on the top were worth three points. Sometimes it was 1-3-5. Who cares? Contenders were required to jump off their platforms and really once in the position to jump and would not throw off a glider's timing by faking a jump. If they did, any ball scored uh, would not count. I like Swingshot. To me, that was one of my favorite accumulation games as well, uh, mostly because... It was, it felt like Nickelodeon guts to me. That was fun. Uh, okay. Tug of war or tilt in the later one, uh, two man tug of war tilting platforms for 30 seconds. That's why it was called tilt. In the original series, the platforms were an equal height, and Contender had tilted back with the Gladiator starting tilted forward. The object was to pull the Gladiator off the platform, which was worth 10 points. Flag was placed in the middle of the rope, and the Gladiator would earn 5 points for a draw if they stayed on the platform for 30 seconds and had the flag on their side of the arena. Neither Contender nor Gladiator would let go of the rope, as doing so would result in a disqualification. Yeah. I mean, I like that game. 10 points were worth for a win. Uh, if they survived the whole 30 seconds, they got a draw. Now let's go to Vertigo. Vertigo comes from... to go was a uk import to the 2008 series a race between the contender and gladiator over seven poles hung from the roof of the arena the contestant had their own set of poles to traverse the race started when the contender and the gladiator climbed up the first pole and then they had a maneuver from pole to pole to reach a hoop at the end of the course the first to pull their respective hoop won the race the contenders earned 10 points for winning if the glare won the contender could still add five points if they reached the fifth pole before the race ended the wall. The wall was built to change lives. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Today. You know, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun here. Uh, so America gladiators, like it's been a lot of fun. You know, like I love American gladiators. You know, it's been one of my favorite things. You know, it's a lot of fun. You know, like a lot of there's a lot of uh, challenges there. A lot of crazy gladiators, and like I just you know something about it just it says like what what's going on? What, uh, okay, so the wall was basically a climbing wall, and the idea was that the contestants would climb up the wall and the gladiators would then chase after them and try and pull them off the wall if they fall off the wall they're out of the game kind of like pyramid but with only one attempt whoever was the first to make it to the top of the wall gets 10 points but you could still get five points if you are in second uh if of course like both people fall down then no points are given i don't care about the other format points and the different sections and all that it's Make it to the top 10 points, second place is 5, you fall off nothing. Whiplash. Contender and Glayer stood atop a circular platform with each participant having one hand strapped to the handle of a triangular apparatus known as the Dog Bone. The event was played for 30 seconds with Contender and Glider pulling on each side of the bone to attempt to break the other player's grip and thus own the bone. Neither participant can place their free hand on the bone and doing so result in a disqualification. So if you own the bone, you get 10 points, uh, draws five points. Which leads us to our final challenge, the Eliminator. The Eliminator, it changes from series to series. So I'm not going to go with, like, hey, remember when they had to do the monk bars? Uh, one was they had an incline ramp with the tra- – like, we'll just go through, like, some of the favorite ones. Um, the rotating uh, – uh, routine balance beam that fell into a, a ball pit uh there was a uh the swinging uh gym bags and would just whack them kind of like uh in the one game uh there was a hand pedal bike and they had to hand pedal around it uh there is a cargo net they had to climb in a zip line in one instance uh there was one where they had a uh, they they had this pole system. They had to the pull up and kept like basically doing like a pull up bar challenge to reach the top and then slide down a giant plastic slide, which is really cool. Uh I'm just, just going through everything I can remember. I'm not going through like, hey, remember the ball pit? Um there was uh the the barrel. I think I already said the barrel roll uh thing. Uh there's a seesaw balance beam. If they fall off the balance beam, they have to restart. Uh, there was the... I already did a swing. I already did the, the cargo net, the hand bike, the ball pit, the, uh, the over-under thing like in a regular uh, obstacle course. Um, there was the... Uh, oh yeah, in the 2008, they had to swing. They had to swim under fucking fire. That's right. They had to swing under fucking fire in the reboot version. Why? Because it looks too extreme, dude, bro. Come on, bro. I'm getting at myself just soon. Sorry. And of course, the iconic one. This is the one I wanted to end on when it comes to the Eliminator is the Travelator. The Travelators, I think another one of those iconic elements of American gladiators because it's quote unquote the great equalizer, the travelator In early runs, that was the start of the show, because you had to run up a treadmill that was in an uphill swing, so you had to position your body and run up. And of course, with a head start, you're you're gonna catch up on time because it's on a giant treadmill. However, later series of the show, if I remember correctly, put it at the end which was way too smart it is one of the smartest things in the history of athletic game shows why because the elimin- the eliminator was a race whoever was the first person to complete this wins the game and i think that is really smart to have the head start not be the the travelator but to put that at the end why because they're already gassed. They're already exhausted. And now their last thing is this little hill to walk up on as the treadmill is pushing them down. So what you see is a lot of people running as fast as they can, face planning and sliding back down. That to me was fun. <laughs> and you would see it like the look on the contestants' faces it was more realistic than anything else in the history of, of this game show. Because everything else is kind of like just basic game show. Yeah, I'm cocky. Yeah, whatever, going down. Or egg hey, layers, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. But there's that look on their face where they are just exhausted. They are like just out of breath. They're going, <sighs> and now they're seeing 20 foot uphill with a little... <laughs> Of a little treadmill that just keeps moving, and they're just like, "Fuck this," <laughs> and they're gonna keep running. And to me, that's what makes it so fun. It's just that little travelator. Of course, then there's the big swing into the giant paper tag, or run through the corridors to determine the winner. It does, it happens. It's season from season. It, it doesn't. But whoever was the first to make it to the finish line wins the game and goes on to the tournament, unless it's the last in the tournament, in which case they win the show. You won the season. You win the Sharky's gift card for $50. I forgot what the price was from, like, 20 minutes ago. Congratulations, you won Adidas footwear. Something. So... (laughs) To me, that, 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 that's every challenge on American Gladiators. Yes, I'm well aware. You know what? You're right. I should go through everything from the international gladiators, the UK gladiators. Would that cheer you up? How about Dogfight, where they had to be in an uh, air fighting thing? How would you like uh, the Duel instead of Joust? It's called Duel in the UK. I say Joust. Hey, that game of the Q-Tips? it called Duel, mate. Uh, there's ha- uh and Run, what is called Cannonball Run over there. Their Joust was a variation on Duel with Sky Bikes. There's Pendulum, where there was a giant Pendulum and it was Hide and Seek. Poleaxe and Pursuit and Racing and more. Sumo Ball. That's the one I wanted to see. Uh, Gladiator. Uh and the contestant were on chart giant's platform with a large sumo ball hanging on the ceiling and they just had to push the ball off the platform using the sumo ball. Suspension bridge, which is a adaptation of the duel. Tight rope was a race. Uh lots of different challenges. Uh they didn't do breakthrough and conquer or cyclotron, uh which was weird. Okay, let's see this. Let me see what cyclotron was? Uh Contender and Gladiator are on bicycles on a rotating circular track. It appeared the glider was to chase the contender with the aim of catching them. Uh, due to technical problems, and certain gliders commented on it being too difficult to play, and very hard for the audience to follow. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, there's and so gladiators in the eighties was it was it kind of a hit? You know, people enjoyed watching it. Uh, the original hosts were Joe Tisman and Mike Adamley. And then Joe left after season one, and it became just Mike Adamley's show. As you would see later, people like Todd Christensen would leave after one season. My favorite, which was Larry Zonka. Mike Adamley and Larry Zonka is the winning duo, by the way, on this, because you had a football guy and Mike Adamley, and it would just be this great commentary team where it felt like you were watching a sports event. Then you had Lisa Marlowski, and then Danny Lee Clark, to me, that, that those were what made American Gladiators tick. That was because it felt like a sports performance. So, in the later run, when it be, went away from, hey, we're at this like fake sports arena, and it went to Universal Studios, which was like season four and five with Mike Adamly and Larry Zonka, that is when the show found its footing. It had its cold appeal, and people were watching it in numbers. So, you had like the the drum roll, the beat that and you got to see like the overhead shots you made this feel like a special event obviously they got tickets from not just people who were at the theme park at the time but just in general Yeah, you want to see a taping of american gladiators you got it uh fun fact uh, i never got to see american gladiators live sorry that's not really a fun fact. I never got to see a game show. It should not be under anyone's qualifier. But just put this in consideration. I'm a game show nerd from Los Angeles as a kid, and they had all access. Ages, all ages were welcome. I did not see American Gladiators. So you tell me how fucked up that is that like a six-year-old version of me did not get to see Turbo. However, I did get to see Hawk. I met Zap. I met... Uh, not gemini i got i've met a few american gladiators they're all exactly who you expect very nice soft spoken people who love to just do fitness and exercise and they're just athletic people. they almost fit more in american ninja warrior than they do american gladiators and when the show started in the 90s in the uk as gladiators That took on a whole new direction why it had a really jamming theme song and uh, normally we put like a theme song at the beginning and end i feel like it's only necessary that we put the uk gladiators theme right now in this part of the episode so here we go Something about that really gave it that uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers vibe that I thought was really cool at the time. Uh, and I remember watching a UK Gladiators episode maybe 10 years ago and just, like, going, this is stupid, but I could see why people like it because because the, they had licensed music in the show. So you had, like, another one, Bites the Dust, be playing. And you had all of this music and every single, like, event had its own theme song and you had its own gladiator and everyone like knew what was associated with it so you had thumbs downs and some people were rooting against the contestants and rid for the gladiators it was very bizarre um that version i i don't really want to talk more about the uk gladiators that much mostly because like to me i think that was what came of american gladiators was the uk gladiators show And that show would last until the year 2000. So it kind of went like American Gladiators and then like International Gladiators somewhat. It ended in 96 in America, but it was still going on in the UK as just Gladiators And that was what became of American Gladiators. So you got to think. There was an American Gladiators, and the show got pitched all over the world and got picked up in certain markets. So UK was one of them, obviously. Uh, There was a Finnish episode, Australia, obviously, South Africa. Uh, I think there was even a German one. I'm not sure if I remember correctly. But uh, Gladiators definitely had a lot of International Gladiators. In fact, they made an International Gladiators spin-off, which was at the last end of American Gladiators here in America. When G- American Gladiators ended, uh, they kind of didn't want to end the show completely, so they aired International Gladiators in its place as the bigger, better version of Gladiators because now we're playing for all over the world, and you had people like Mike Adamley commentate on it which was very fascinating and very strange. But they booked the National Indoor Arena for that show, so I thought that was really impressive. And the show would end up being a huge success in the UK up till the year 2000. And then, well, I guess everyone kind of took off. They're like, well, gladiators just felt like the 90s. We don't really need gladiators anymore, and the show came to an end. So now where do we go? Before we get to the one moment of truth, I think it's about time that we talk about uh, a little um, moment in in video games. Let's Let's have Video Game Corner right now. There has never been a good American Gladiators video game. I have to say this, uh, as a fan of American gladiators, cause I, there's a lot of things you can root for from the fact that these gladiators would be there every episode. So you get to know these people as personalities to the contestants and you get to hear some of their stories and the way that they present this as a sports, like decathlon event made it very fun and fascinating that like for me as a fan of American gladiators and a guy who loves video games Wow, American Gladiators as a video game, boy, that sounds like fun. They're not, they're not fun. I have played, I think, every version of American Gladiators out there. I'm sure there's gladiators available for like, what is it, the 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 Spectrum, the uh, the ZX Spectrum, over there, or some other com- computer game consoles you can think of. But for me. I played the Nintendo Entertainment System version. I've played SNES. I've played Genesis. I have played the the DOS version. I have not had fun with any of these versions. It's a nightmare, and I get it. Like you're it. It's not supposed to be easy to play against the gladiators because you're supposed to be like you're supposed to not have the upper hand in any of these events. However, the controls of every one of these games is bad the mini games associated with this is bad the ability to run in a lot of these events is bad the nes version i don't think has an do they have an eliminator i i don't i if they did i never got to it because they just have the five events they have the joust they had the human cannonball they had the wall they had assault which looks like a fucking space course human cannonball is fucked up when you knock into the gladiator you hear like horrific screams like Arr! and you're like holy shit did I just kill somebody like what the hell it's so weird the SNES version is almost unplayable because of the controls the Genesis version, yes, you can go play a few of the courses, but good luck trying to make it through the tournament without losing your mind that you're playing the same games over and over again. The DOS version, also unplayable in many forms. I think they were trying to go for a joystick kind of thing because you working the, the D-pad does not work. You can't use the 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 uh, arrow keys to help you out. I tried WASD. It does. It's like, how am I supposed to move in the DOS version of American Gladiators? And then when I and then I was told, and this is real. They when they did the reboot, they were pitching a Wii version of American Gladiators, and it never saw the light of day. And sometimes I wonder, like. Could have that been the best version? Or is that another shovelware title that thankfully never saw the light of day because Zoo Creative decided, ah, we're good. Anyway, speaking as a friend, please do not play the American Gladiators video games. If they do, it would make you hate the show that you enjoy so much, which is supposed to be this funny, kind of uplifting, silly sports show. This is supposed to be like a, a... the idea is supposed to be that you root for the underdog against the gladiator. When you do, they get the big points. But even when the gladiators beat the players, it's not all in all the beats all because everyone's going to the eliminator anyway, that that's the winner-take-all challenge. So it, it becomes this sort of fun duel event that I enjoy so much. And then because i guess kids watch the show i'm one of them they made two spinoffs in the uk gladiators they called it train to win where it was basically like a team trying to do different challenges based on american gladiators for points while being coached by an american gladiator that was okay but now deep breath Because I have to cover this. I have to cover everything American Gladiators. And yes, UK Gladiators, iconic game show. I'm sure five other UK game show podcasts will already cover it. It's the same show other than it's in a big old stadium, a big sports event, great lighting, great rugby announcing. It's a superior format to American Gladiators, believe it or not, that I do recommend watching it. However, American Gladiators is pure Americana in the regard of how they handle the production, the way they do the challenges, uh, the outfits of the gladi all of that great stuff. So they make a bad video game. They're, they made action figures of some of these gladiators. I thought that was also very weird. They made a kids game show called Train to Win in the UK, where they play for points and then the winner gets like a trip to a theme park. I don't know. But, oh jeez, I'm about to enter hell, folks. Here is a mini-episode of Game Shows, I suppose, inside the major episode of Game Shows, I suppose. Here is Gladiators 2000. Work hard. Play hard. Healthy body. Healthy mind. Face the future. Fear no challenge. I strive to be the best that I can be. Work 2000, work, work hard. hard 2000, play hard, be the best, face, face the future, work hard, fear no challenge, fear no challenge, challenge. work, be the best, so Gladiators 2000, fuck, okay so Gladiators 2000 was a syndicated version of American Gladiators that was a half hour version of the American Gladiators you know and love. The difference of American Gladiators for kids is there's no bully kids being the shit out of these kids and there's no American Gladiators being the shit out of these kids. Instead, says just kids against kids, a team of two, a boy-girl team versus a boy-girl team as well, a red team and a blue team. Each of those teams gets coached by an American Gladiator on each of these events, and they take some of the favorites that you know and love from American Gladiators and make them safer for kids. To teach kids about healthy eating, nutrition, and exercise. For instance, Pyramid was food pyramid. They had crash mats containing oversized foods representing five steps in the food pyramid. Each team grabbed one item from each level, two in the grains, since humans need more potions of it than the others within 90 seconds. Tell people who need who have no carb diet. Earning points, placing each food in the bin. Teams earned a bonus if they hit a sensor at the top of the pyramid after the food items were cleared. Uh, they had bone. They had the snapback game. Contenders were attached to bungee cords, with each contender having an outline of a human body. A bunch of bones fell on the floor, and they had to grab a bone and place it on their outline, scoring five points, a successful play. So you can see that's up to 25 points. Uh, Gladiators can help the kids up if the bone was too high for placement, but they couldn't tell them where it went. Assault. The Gladiators had 90 seconds to make it through the course. that spanned an entire arena floor wing, firing off weapons to hit a target located near the contender while avoiding high-speed tennis balls fired at them from a cannon. Uh, The Gladiator had some protection from the contender's tennis balls, but could still be hit while in a safe zone if the shot was accurate enough. So now the Gladiator does the, the... the shooting gets to throw at the contestant, and the contestant gets the tennis ball. Why? Because do you want a kid to get hit by like an 80 mile per hour tennis ball? Of course not. Maybe my dreams. The glider had some protection uh, from the tennis ball, but could still be hitting the safe zone the shot was accurate. Kid shot the cannon after 45 seconds or 15 out of 30 shots. The teammates switched positions. In between each safe zone, glider had to climb a rope ladder. Walk balance beam, jump from circle to circle. The team got 10 points for each hit on the gladiator, glare, and five points for each target with the weapons. Uh, So, everything is worth everyone gets points. Swing shot balls were in mixed colors Uh, five for carbs, three for red proteins, and one for fat. All four contenders won at once, and they had 60 seconds. Uh, Then you had the wall. Each kid had 90 seconds to climb a wall, two at a time. The wall was colored in zones. Different zones got the contender more points. Green, zero. Blue, five. Pink, 10. Purple, 15. Red, 20. As an American Gliders, 10 points reward to the contender who got to the top first. Second player got five. Uh... And then there's a trivia of the day with each score zone for five bonus points. After each event in this bullshit version of American Gladiators, there was a bonus question worth 25 points that was supposed to be about the lesson of the day. For instance, let's learn about the cardiovascular system. Let's learn about healthy proteins. Let's learn about lean cut meat. Uh, Then there was a swing shot game. Who cares about swing shot? The Eliminator was the final event of the day. Uh, And basically, this was a almost winner take all challenge let's not i'm not even gonna kid myself whoever wins the game gets 150 gets 50 points on top of whatever points they earn from the questions for a maximum of 150 total the team in the lead following the eliminator won the match and the prize package with the opponents receiving a prize package of their own let me read off the wikipedia entry on what the eliminator was from gladiators 2000 It was the final event of the day, an obstacle course in which both teams took turns relay style. The Eliminator utilized the same obstacles that the parent series did, with some exceptions. For instance, the race started with a ladder climb instead of the Verska Climber machine, but okay... Once at the top of the ladder, the first runner used the same slide to get to a platform where, instead of a handbike the adult players used, they swung across a pit using rings. Once the pit was crossed, the first player faced the team's first set of trivia questions for 25 points. In order to choose an answer, the the runner had to choose a path to take. In Season 1, this was choice of either two spinning cylinders. This changed to choosing a section of the ball pit to traverse, coinciding with the the obstacle of the parent series. Instead of a normal next obstacle, they they jumped off the platform and ran to a set of doors. And there was a second question. One of those doors for 25 points. Their third question was they tagged our partner for the second half. The third uh, was the second last obstacle. uh, Hanging ropes with a plexiglass wall. They needed to choose the right rope to score 25 points. And was allowed to pass wall even if they did not scale it after three attempts. Once over the wall, the final obstacle pair the reverse treadmill and the rope swing was next with the final question for 25 points once atop the platform the final question was asked the player had to choose the answer by picking one of the rope barriers 50 points if you win uh 25 for each correct answer making it 150 Making it almost winner take all whoever won the eliminator wins the show now i get to talk about the fact that ryan seacrest hosted it that's right folks seacrest american idol uh million second quiz the Kardashian producer, that Seacrest, he hosted this. He hosted this. Imagine Seacrest, the click host, doing American Gladiators two thousand for kids. G two, American Gladiators, not not G two like Gatorade, the the watered down Gatorade. No, no, Gladiators two thousand in ninety six. Maybe that's why this show kind of got pulled. In season one, Ryan Seacrest was joined by Maria Sansone, who I believe at the time was doing Wide World of Sports for kids, because she was the youngest reporter in the history of network television. She was a kid doing sports broadcasting for kids. Uh, and then I think now she's—I think now she is uh, doing Red Carpet on TV Guide with Chris Harrison. And I think no, I think now she isn't. She still doing a Good Day LA here in LA. I think she is. I gotta double check that. But, uh, man, uh, she, she was a very young uh, host with Ryan Seacrest, who was doing his hype voice. It's me, Ryan Seacrest. Welcome to Gladiators 2000. Uh, after season one ended, uh, she got replaced uh, for, with Valerie Ray Miller. Valerie, Valerie is the co-host on Peer Pressure. Ryan Seacrest with The Lady from Peer Pressure. Yes. Yes, we're talking that much of a train wreck. When I talk about game shows, being sometimes ridiculous. Peer Pressure is one of them. I don't know if I ever want to talk about Peer Pressure. I think I've seen it here on the Patreon exclusive. But eventually, I might have to talk about Peer Pressure. Uh, I can't believe the, our, the The tobacco company funded a game show for teenagers with the singled out people it was bad so they got rid of it Glare 2000 ended after two seasons didn't have that many episodes you gotta think syndicated shows and syndicated kids shows didn't really last long in the 90s when you consider the market was kids wb fox kids one saturday morning cbs so maybe nbc would have it Maybe UPN. I don't know. But everyone else was probably glued to watching Freakazoid or Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon or Digimon. They didn't really have time to watch Kids American Gladiators in 1996. Well, it happens. So, American Gladiators, its last survival was the 2000. And then it ended internationally. But don't worry, folks. Like all game shows, they came up with a revival. Was 2008. NBC was on the fast track to putting a whole lot more game shows because deal or no deal success would mean it's game show season, baby. We had one versus 100, identity, amnesia, and they decided let's bring back American Gladiators. But Mike Adamly would not be a part of the show. I think he was like at WWE at the time, being like a commissioner and saying Jeff Harvey and being on Botchmania. But they did have a professional wrestler in mind. As the host, Hulk Hogan, brother, Jack, dude, brother, brother, Jack, Jack, dude, dude, brother, 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 Jack, dude, the N-word, and Layla Ali. That's right, Muhammad Ali's uh, daughter, who also does a bit of boxing on the side. So in this great new version of American Gladiators, you have Layla Ali and Hulk Hogan, brother, brother, Jack, dude, and they have a whole new fleet of gladiators. <sighs> you have Crush, Fury, Helga. Spelled H-E-L-L because her gimmick is she's like a sweet Swedish lady who sings. A jet, panther, phoenix, siren, stealth, steel, and venom. And then for the males, beast, Hurricane, Justice, who I believe was on Tough Enough. Mayhem, Militia, Rocket, Titan, Toa, Wolf, who gimmick was he looked like a wolf because he had a beard, and Zen, uh, who was famous for doing parkour videos on YouTube at the time. Hey, remember YouTube? So, the... This show kind of had a... Basically took some of the stuff from the UK version. Uh, mainly the uh, the set design became more UK-oriented. A lot of blacks on whites instead of this uh, weird sports arena feel. Uh, every little event had a little theme song. So if someone failed on uh, the, the joust... Another one bites the dust. Boo! Another one... T-. And everyone's clapping along... But what also changed with the show was that, you know, when I said Mike Abel and Larry Zonka were the commentators that served as the hosts and doing interviews, Hulk and Layla didn't do any of that. I, they were just kind of there to do the interview and that's it. Instead, they had another guy, a guy named Van Earl Wright, basically be the voice of American Gladiators. So most of the time, you didn't hear Hulk Hogan go, all right, brother, you got to go against justice, dude. You you would hear, um, even though that's exactly what Hogan would do, and Layla would be like, all right, you're going to do hang tough against Jet. No, no. Instead, you would hear just Van guy just go like, oh, man, this is going to be real tough, real extreme. Almost like a a, fucking professional wrestler commentating on this. And, oh my god, it... mm. I'm telling you right now, I'm not kidding. American Gladiators, it was a fun show. Whoever produced these versions of the show, I think it, it definitely was... It was definitely NBC's, like... I think NBC produced this. They definitely had some of the original people in mind this this sucked it really was one of the worst game shows i've ever seen i love the original gladiators because there was a bit of camp to it and they tried to bring that camp back with with like everyone has a character like helga and all that but it didn't feel appropriate felt stupid it felt like this this yeah i mean like America miracle always made you feel stupid for watching but this made you feel twice as stupid because you're watching Hulk Hogan and Layla Ali try and and make something out of nothing. The events, while they were pretty much the same, and that's the big thumbs up, and if it wasn't a new event, it was they took it and they added a big pool of water so they splash into water, or they had a big uh, wire event so they would be flying out of the arena. It felt more fear factor, and when I mean fear, I keep saying fear factor. I don't know why. Because nothing about it has snakes or spiders or gross out. I think it's just the bungee cord flying out like 101 ways to leave a game show effect. I I, I get sick of that. I'm trying to come up with a new term and I don't know what to call it. Because cause I think it, it should be called like high wire elimination show. Because that's like a lot of in modern game shows is they want to have that over the top oh high wire elimination wee that that doesn't really fit. They did that on, on the wall in American Gladiators in this version. And it just Oh my god. When I tell you it just I I, I felt bad watching the show. I loved the pyramid But what also I hate is about both these versions, both the original and this one, they never showed the full event. They never go through all the events. They kind of go like, well, well, during the break, we went through this event and so and so won five points. We're not going to see that. Wouldn't that be something to see? But now they double it on American Gladiators, the reboot, because it's two games. So it's kind of like, hey, before the break, the women actually played a few games. We don't care about them. We're going to the men's only. They just felt like, what? Wait, wait, what? And it felt very, I hate to say sexist, but most of the time when I saw the show, they just did the entire men's division and they kind of just buried the women. And I thought that kind of was Gross. And then because it is NBC and this is universal, oh God, they had a whole gimmick episode where everything was green because of the Hulk to celebrate the Angley Hulk movie that no one liked. Or was that the first Marvel movie? I it was Hulk. everything was green. it looked awful. I had a, I really literally got sick watching that episode. N- game shows don't usually make me want to vomit. But I watched that episode, and I wanted to puke. Physically puke. It was ugly. It was terrible. And I think it's that plus a lot of the product placement in the season two that made me go, ugh. But it did have one of my favorite moments of American Gladiators, the reboot. They had a Subway sponsorship on this new version. And they had it because... Cause this was at a time when $5 lungs weren't a thing. They were trying to go big on how to use Subway. Cause you know you customize your sandwiches there. And Wolf, who's the big whose whole gimmick is he's a wolf, goes, When I go to Subway and like doing his voice, when I go to Subway, I like to get the spicy Italian with double meat. I'd like to sink my teeth into that. And I just busted up laughing because this is the shittiest fucking show. You had this like crappy-ass Saw theme. Hogan and Layla weren't commentating during the match. They were kind of just sideline reporters. The one guy doing it, he's just trying his best to make it seem like "Uh uh-oh this guy's gonna get his ass kicked by justice and like at the end of season two they had the one new gladiator in a cage and they broke him out of the cage and all he heard from the commentary is oh shit and they bleeped it out because he's a big massive dude oh no it was so professional wrestling it sucked shit So now, I get to actually end American Gladiators episode explaining American Gladiators to the people who probably don't even know what fucking American Gladiators is. The reason people watched American Gladiators was not professional wrestling. I think a lot of people think that was the case. American Gladiators, you gotta have the Gladiators feel like characters. No. They, whenever they do that, people tune off from that. It's okay to have a gladiator at a specific event because that is what makes them famous. Oh, the Nitro's doing the the joust. Oh, Jet is doing this. Siren's doing that. Sure, that, that works. No, no, that, go for that. But when you over-the-top the characters, which is what I've seen on Ultimate Tag, which is inspired by this, to things like the Titan Games... No one watches. People watch Titan Games because of Dwayne Johnson. But what they love about Titan Games is the thing that American Gladiators lacked in its 2008 season, its 2009 season. You have backstory. All of the contestants on Titan Games have heart. That you feel for them as they go through these big challenges, as they do the Mount Olympus Eliminator Challenge. Imagine those same kind of Mount Olympus challenges as the Eliminator. That's it. You've made American Gladiators. The commentating on Titan Games is fucking American Gladiators quality time. Well, this takes a lot of endurance, a lot of upper body. Oh, he looks like he's gassed out. You have 20 seconds left. If he couldn't survive, he gets five points. No. On Titan Games, it's just a head-to-head battle. Dwayne Johnson's there kind of as the whole Hogan, brother Jack, dude, you're going to go against the Titan. That's, but he's still there to offer like some sort of relevancy, but it's NBC and they do fuck it up. Folks, I'm led to believe NBC is the worst network to work on any game show <laughs> because they just seem to just fuck it up time after time. Do ABC, do Fox, do CBS, just not NBC because if you're NBC you're going to do shit promotionals for shit movies for for sh- shitty like sitcoms that no one's going to watch. Dwayne he did his he he is a great host on this. He, the appeal for the show is these over the top challenges in these athletes attempting them. Ultimate tag, they went the opposite path. They went, goofy characters who are the taggers. They're both influenced, obviously, by American Gladiators. But if you could have merged the two somewhat, you would have created a really good American Gladiators team-up. You don't want the Gladiators to be too over the top, though. You want them to look and go, yeah, that's so-and-so. But you don't need to full-on have a silly character and stupid names. You don't need that. The appeal of American Gladiators is almost essentially like the chase or any sort of these beat the expert challenges. You have the people there. Yes, they have a weird nickname, but you can see them. You see they're gifted in certain fields. That it becomes, oh, can I beat this athlete? So if you're in a hang tough competition, can you beat a gymnast? Can you beat an American Ninja Warrior uh, contender? You're not going up against like a person dressed up like a spider. That's stupid. You, when you're you're doing joust, if I'm a, like put me in the perspective of I'm a contestant. I know I'm not that athletic, but consider being the contestant on American Gladiators. You have your bugle stick. You have your helmet on. Who would you not want to see in front of you? Well, a good casting call would be somebody who looks like they would beat the shit out of you. Like an MMA fighter or a Marine. Someone with that kind of weird, like, okay, I'm going to get fucked over here. That's all you need. You need that kind of look of, John Cena's going to kick my ass. So, Ultimate Tag, they don't want a John Cena to kick your ass they want just like, well, you're going up against Giant Eardrum. You're going against the Drum Master. And just, oh. And on Titan Games, they wouldn't want the Marine to kick your ass. They would want it to look like the biggest bodybuilder in the world so you look like you have no chance in hell. It's just no. What would make it, because what you need is heart, and that is missing in any one of these reboots, except for Titan Games heart you need charisma which somehow is ultimate tag you need games you need commentating you need it to feel like you are watching a sports event and the important thing is you don't make it feel like you're insulting the intelligence of the audience titan games is a series of events why not just do that Best two out of three wins now, and you go on to the Mount Olympus. But, hey, wait, wait, what if, hear me out here, this is Jordan's provocative format pitch, because I every single time I hear American Gladiators is getting rebooted. American Gladiators getting pitched. Seth Rogen wants to reboot American Gladiators. Let's make it more like Mad Max. Let's make it more like Steampunk. Let's make it more like uh, Underground Fighting. Cons- Let's make it more like UFC. I hear all of these thoughts time and time again. Let's reboot American Gladiators. I feel if you're going to reboot American Gladiators... You got to overhaul the show slightly. So here's how I would do it. Hi. yes, it's a tournament just like in the original version. In the 2008 version, by the way, they fucked up and they just said whoever had the fastest qualifying times uh, or the winners of each event goes on to the tournament bracket. No, yuck, just make a 16 think a 32 person tournament 16 episodes you got it. You make the men's division, women's division, just like the olden days. But instead of having like six games or seven games, five. You have a six-act structure on the show. You keep it normal. It works. Trust me, six-act structure is most game shows. So you can do five games and one eliminator and be fine. So you have each act be one new game. You can bring back Joust. You can bring back Hang Tough. All of those favorites. Doesn't matter. But you make the set. Just hear me out here. If you're going to do a new American Gladiators, just theme it around normal sports arenas. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Look at how we're look at how we're living in a bubble right now. As I'm recording this, the NBA is doing their bubble. So there's big plastic all over the walls, but there's still light grids. Why not just do that? Why not just make it look like a sports arena? You have light all over the wheel, you you just have a big light board all across the arena. You have little audience i don't think the show needs an audience to be honest but i mean might help for pickup shots but you just you make it feel like a sports event because the show is an athletic competition series so titan games they did the whole gladiatorial arena set (laughs) ultimate tag They have like a weird Tron set, which is like, okay, why not just make yours look like you're at an NHL hockey game or NBA basketball, like you just go with the easier ones. You're not trying to make UFC. Don't, I'm telling you right now, do not, if you're going to do this, make it feel like a tough alpha male game show. That is... That is the red herring in this. This show is not alpha male, tough guy, tough bro show, which is what the 2008 versions were all trying to push. Don't fucking do that. It is, it won't work. It doesn't work if you do. Why? Because then you alienate a good half of the show. You're supposed to have two audiences involved with American Gladiators. These people who enjoy sports events, so they're seeing a underdog against the gladiator in a series of competitions. And two, the guy who wants to see the underdog get their ass kicked. When you're doing the alpha bro dog shit, you're you're just going to eliminate one of those two. You have to make this feel like every game matters, like every point matters. Yes, it's the Atlas Spear round. Yes, this is the Breakthrough and Conquer round. Who cares, this is challenging. And you make it so you can get up to 10 points in each round. So it's 50 points maximum as you go into the eliminator. And of course, just like the original show, back in the day, you get an advantage going into it. However, I would make it one full second, not a half a second. So five seconds can make all the difference. However, you would make this a a, a big, strenuous three-minute challenge. That's all. Time it at three minutes. So you have full six minutes, maybe eight minutes, so you can have the interview and call it a day. It's the last act anyway of the episode. Here's your winner. They won $10,000. And you have it so... Qualifier, you win ten thousand. You win the uh, semifinals, it's twenty-five thousand. Quarterfinals, it's fifty thousand. You win, you get a hundred thousand. Hey, I just made the prize tree for you too. Ten, twenty-five, fifty, a hundred thousand. You're not really reinventing the wheel on this show. You make this a sports show. This has to be a sports event. Think American Ninja Warrior. Think Matt Eisman. Don't think Brother Jack Dude. Don't think pro wrestling. I mean, like, don't even think of Chris Jericho. Don't think Seth Rollins. Don't, don't think, like, Roman Reigns, even though I think Roman Reigns would be a perfect addition to this. You need to have voices that make this feel like a sports event. Get a Rich Eisen involved. Don't get uh, Joey Styles from ECW. You, you just come up with the perfect voice. I think the only, the only, hang on, zoom in. Maybe if this was TNT, you can get away with maybe, you know, getting Tony Schiavone from AEW. But you're not going for pro wrestling. You're going to watch sport. And you're making this into a sports show advance the challenges make it feel like you're trying to go up against an mvp in a big sport because i think that's what the original envision of gladiators was it wasn't just get your ass kicked by somebody in a in a soft padded mat game make it so you're trying to dunk on uh on like lebron james something like that is all you need to do in this new american gladiators If you just focus on the classics, like, yes, bring back Joust, bring back Atlasphere, bring back Assault. Yeah, those three are fantastic games. Definitely bring those back. But you have to modernize it. Yes, you're doing Joust, but maybe there's lights on the platform. Maybe the pugil sticks have sensors, something that actually makes it feel like you are now in the next generation version of Gladiators, in it's tech instead of just Oh, well, the guy got punched in the face and fell on his ass into the water. Just something neat. You don't have to make this too extreme. You don't have to have big wire effects. You don't have to have uh, going under a lake of water. You don't need to do that. It just has to be a basic obstacle course. Go American Ninja Warrior on the Eliminator. Don't go too extreme because ah, it it doesn't feel genuine i think that's the biggest issue you should have you need to make this feel like the gladiators if you beat them that's cool and if the gladiators are also cool they shouldn't be treated like heels they should be treated like heroes like this is supposed to be like the justice league this is supposed to be the avengers so treat them like superheroes don't treat them like fucking professional wrestlers just make it a fun physical challenge game show that's all make it so yeah you might lose but you did better than that guy so you win that's all just make it feel like a sport that's all i think a lot of people don't get that and a lot of people will think, well, this is just a very soft version of American Gladiators. No, it's the version of American Gladiators. Why? Because if you make the American Gladiators out to be heroes and you're just being the Gladiators and that's cool, hey, guess what? That makes the Gladiators more likable, which means they're more marketable, which means you can put them in different advertisings and you can sell your like video games and you can sell your action figures like you used to. And yes, you can have cool costumes if you want, but it better be like safety. It can't just be like, you know, let's put them into a, let's put them in a weird uh, Velcro vest suit and they are called Bumblebee and they have a giant foam stinger on the side. No, you got to make it feel like this is an athletic competition. That's all. I should also point out, this is one of the rare game shows where they made an album an American Gladiator is the album. And right after college, I went to one of those dollar bookstores and I bought it. And boy, is it fun hearing all sorts of variations of the American Gladiators theme. I wish I can burn it and send it somewhere, but you got to listen. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, maybe that should tell you how much of a fan of this show I am. So in conclusion, American Gladiators' appeal is is that underdog story that's hardly ever told in modern movies or even sports however along every corner you have everything from kids attempting to get rid of the gladiator aspect and being a gladiator to learn nutrition to video games that were clear cash tie-ins that were not fun to a sports themed show in the uk that did it better but at the same time, learned that even though these are likable hero characters, they're gladiators, Every the show kind of fizzles out when you just do live tours and stage shows and nothing to expand upon it. Do I think American Gladiators and gladiators in general can be rebooted? Absolutely. However, it's going to need a really smart production team to pull it off. And unfortunately, that is walking on eggshells. Because a lot of people just think it's about a big professional wrestler guy being the shit out of a dude with a giant Q-tip. Instead of something that's much more important than that. Heart and hope. Thank you for watching. Watching? Thank you for listening to this episode of Game Shows, I suppose. The Solo Sessions on Patreon. I've been Jordan Haas. Thank you so much for your donations. Until next time, big smooch. Mwah!